Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Danang. And I'm your co-host, Crystal. Let's go ahead and start this episode off with a clip. Uh, please prepare for this process to continue the rest of your life. Uh, there are nothing but difficulties in achieving your goal. Listen, folks, success is hard. It's, it's really hard. We just need to get that part straight. Success is hard, but I got news for you. Having lived in a car for three years, being not successful is hard too. Now here's the difference between the two hards, being not successful and hard and trying to become successful and hard. When you are not successful and hard, there are no options. You can't decide where you're going to dinner. You can't decide if you're going to buy a pair of shoes. You can't decide if you're going on vacation. You can't decide what you're going to eat. Your don't have options. On the road to success, it's hard, but it creates options for you. It does. Look, see, people get hung up on the fact that I'm not a millionaire yet. But hold up, man. There's joy in the journey. See, on your way to becoming a millionaire, how about if you celebrate making $50,000 a year? Don't you remember when you didn't have that? Then when you get $100,000, there's another celebration. Because guess what? It's two times more than 50. You make $150,000, there's another celebration. See, there's joy in the journey. But people... People get bogged down with, I ain't a millionaire yet, and they remain unhappy. And now you block all the rest of the blessings God got for you. Because God, the more you're grateful, the more he gives you to be grateful for. So now, God gives you 150, you got your lips stuck out. Why would he give you some more stuff not to be grateful for? You, you can tell that this is a man that really cherishes his struggles. And mm -hmm. his failures in life. Yep. When I don't know, it's just something about about what he says. You know, I was able to relate to it just because, as someone who has lived in his car, you know, I've lived in my car what twice in my life. Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like to say that it's hard and not have options to wonder what i wanted to wonder what i was going to eat to wonder what i was going to do tomorrow to wonder where i was going to shower to wonder where you know any of these options were not an option when i was living in my car mm. but now it's it's hard because we're doing a podcast and now that we have video format it's double and triple the workload mm -hmm. and it's hard because i'm the only one that's you know doing the workload making these clips make putting together the podcast you know getting everything together yeah it's hard but uh, it's also brought up options of okay well i'm editing and you're working what do we want to eat mm -hmm. And I'm not worried about Food. the small things anymore. Mm -hmm. These are no longer these are no longer difficulties that made life hard. These are difficulties that we choose to make difficult. And I think that's why personally for me, I feel like I understood exactly what he was saying just because i've been through my ups and downs and seeing it firsthand and experiencing that firsthand it's true you know oh it's hard because my mom my dad you know they don't want me to do this and they don't want me to do that well some people don't even get parents that's true you know we've brought up this topic of success and failure many times on the podcast it is, um, it is a um, recurring topic for us. Exactly. But I feel like every time, you know, every clip that we play 
people talk about success very differently Mm -hmm. and so for us it's like a different viewpoint from that person's perspective yeah and this one just happens to be very different as well too but this one like it felt different compared to when i was watching the other ones or listening to the other ones because this one he was more so saying like for me when he said oh why can't we celebrate and be happy about the small milestones the small achievements because you know before that we had nothing so why can't we and it's like you said why can't we celebrate the 50k why can't we celebrate the 100k like that is something that we should be happy about because we did that ourselves we worked so hard to get to that point yeah. and that's so true and it and it's like i said you know that we don't celebrate the small small milestones enough and we always just want you know like quick success and, and it's not a crime to want that success because sometimes when you work so hard at something you just want to see like the results yeah. of those you know hard and strenuous hours that we put into that you know work and so when it doesn't happen we're like oh man like it sucks you know but when it does come be happy for it you know don't just brush it aside and be like hey now what do i tackle what next yeah and and you know like i think this we were talking about something the other day and it was about how for the first time in a long time i'm starting to see stuff come to fruition because of my hard work Mm -hmm. and that for a long time, I felt like no matter what I did and no matter how hard I pushed, it was almost like pushing against a brick wall and never moving. Mm-hmm. But being able to see the fruits of my labor now finally being able to, you know, now just finally being able to see it has allowed for me to understand how hard it was just to get here. But how also for myself, how hard it was when I wasn't here. The worry of what am I going to eat? How am I going to eat? The worries of how am I going to support? The worries of if something were to happen to my family and they needed the money, where would I get it? And I think... Throughout this journey of discovery for myself, I've started to see it now more than ever mm-hmm. that success is such a huge, huge, huge journey. And that sometimes we just don't see it. Sometimes on it, we're so blinded by pain and misery and, and the hardships that come that we don't see what it was like at the bottom of that pit when mm. we were there before. Yeah. You know, like, I talk about, I, I talk a lot about m- my past, about McDonald's, about being, working as a janitor. And, you know, as much as it sucked, there were beautiful moments and beautiful friendships that I made during those times. Mm. And, and now, the people that I've met during those times are just as successful and being able to share that success. Now thinking back, you know, these are things that you don't think about in that moment of, wow, you know, we're working at McDonald's and these people, what is their life going to be like? And what, let's say six, seven years later, you look at it and now, Good good acquaintances of mine that I used to work with are now, what, number one, traveling the world and now a content creator. Mm-hmm. And another one owns his own business. And there are many others that, you know, I haven't reached out to, but, you know, I've heard about their successes in life. And you think about that and you forget. Like, these are things that we forget are like the menial things that we wouldn't have remembered. Mm-hmm. You know, 
a piece of advice, and I've brought this up uh, before, right? It was a piece of advice that an old, an old boss of mine gave me was never forget where you came from and never forget who brought you up. Those words were something that affected me so hard that I still remember it to this day. And every time that I do forget, I think about those words. Because when I think about it, not I don't want to say that it humbles me, but it makes me remember how hard it was. Mm-hmm. How hard it was when I didn't have anything. How hard it was when I was still trying. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as someone that has been in this work for quite a while, now I'm even more grateful for my successes. Mm-hmm. That I get to share these moments with good acquaintances. You know, and now I share it with you. I share it with my parents. I share it with people like Justin and Annie and and Valerie. And we talk about these stuff now. We talk about, oh, man, you remember when back then, like, we were hustling and bustling. And, you know, now, now look at us. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like when you have conversations like that, it's... It brings back, like, as much as it was hard, it brings back such nice memories. Yeah. Because you guys were so young. You guys didn't really have to worry so much about, you know, now, for example, for you and Valerie, you know, there is, you know, the, um, you know, rent, hydro, utility, you know, just basic stuff Mm -hmm. for the house, you know, like, and then now, you know, like, your car insurance and all that stuff, just... I, I want to categorize this as like adult stuff because like until you've owned a house or have a car of your own because we've talked about it all the time is that like owning a car is a lot of work and a lot of money too. So before those times, you know, now that we're adulting, those times were so simpler and it was so, it was nice. Yeah. You know, and it's to reminisce back then you, you realize there were times where even if you you didn't feel like you were successful, other people saw it as success. Yeah. You know, that you were doing such great and, you know, such huge things that y- you weren't able to do now compared to before. Yeah. And, you know, like you you bring up a great point, right, is journeying our, journey, during the journey of success and failure, we may not see things the way other people see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most beautiful part is being able to hear these stories back now from your acquaintances and being like, damn, you saw it that way? Because when, when we talk, you know, when, when I talk with some of these people and the, we, we talk about this, the first thing that I think about is, damn, I didn't see it the way you saw it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the most beautiful thing about this podcast, too, is that this podcast is both perspective, seeing it from as many perspectives as possible. And when I have those, when I have these talks with my acquaintances and my friends, being able to see it from their side is eye opening because I saw it as, yo, I fucked up my life. I really did fuck up my life. And I see it as that. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to what they have to say, and they're saying, hey, bro, like, to us, you didn't fuck up. You stepped up. You took care of people, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to you, you might have you thought you fucked up. Mm-hmm. But to us, you picked what mattered to you, and you, and you did what you thought was right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I hear that, and I'm like, fuck. I had never seen it that way. I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But to hear from it, to hear it from a different person is, it's crazy. You know, like mm-hmm. when Valerie and I, we talk and she talks about how, oh, you know, like back in the day, you know, like, yeah, I looked up to you because like you are constantly chasing your dream. And look, seven, eight years later, you're still doing it. Yep. And it's like, Oh shit, you know, I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I saw it as, yo, my life was so fucking hard because I'm doing everything out of pocket at that time and I don't know where my life is going to go, but I did what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. 
and you know f- that's why i say f- for you i mean you always undervalue yourself so you don't see what people and i'm not saying this as you know your wife and your partner that i've been with you for so long. i see this as someone who's actually seen you you know that you've been very successful in your career you just undervalue yourself because you're not where you want to be like for like if you have a goal you're you haven't reached your goal yet maybe you felt like you haven't reached it yet that's why you undervalue and you're like okay i'm not i'm not successful it's whatever and to make a huge commitment to pretty much leave home the first time and move all the way down to toronto to be there that that something in itself is huge because no one will just you know like i'm not saying you didn't know them you know you started to get to know them you are part of the family but to leave on a whim like that you know when there is maybe there's no pay there's no security but to just leave because you said this is what i want to do that is a success of its own too because leaving is hard when there is no when there's no guarantee of like a safety net in case in case anything happened you would be okay too yeah and you know like it's crazy because the other day we were talking i was talking about this with an acquaintance of mine and i was talking about how i felt like when i left when i left kitchener to go to mississauga and how it was literally on a whim it was just as fast as it was i saw it as maybe like abandoning my family Mm-hmm. But then this acquaintance of mine brought up like, I don't think you should be looking at it as, as I don't think you should be looking at it as uh, abandoning. I think you should look at it as you literally did what so many people can't do. And that's called chasing that dream. Building character, building a life. And I was sitting there and I'm like, maybe maybe and then they started bringing up more more things like like they started saying things like you always tell people to chase their dreams and sometimes chasing your dreams looks like you're abandoning uh, certain things in that moment but look at where you're at you're still chasing that dream yeah and that should say something that should say that you didn't give up and that chasing your dream the first time and the second time and the third time has led you down this time. And you might not look at it as successful, but look at you being able to provide and look at you being able to suffice in a life where, you know, it's difficult as an adult. You're paying, you're paying rent, you're paying for this, you're paying for that. You know, you can pay things out of pocket. You know, I don't have a health care plan. I pay all my medicine like out of pocket, (laughs) you know, no matter how expensive it is. But and she was saying, like, look, you you did it. And I think this is something that we are so ungrateful for is the journey and not being able to see. Because, you know, in the moment I'm I'm looking at it as yo, like. Did I do something wrong? And you're so stuck on that moment of did I do something wrong that you can't enjoy you can't enjoy the moment of yo look at me now. Yeah. Look at me doing the look at me chasing the best life that I can. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the most beautiful thing now is it's opened my mind to see things a lot more In detail. I used to look at things so broad. Just there's that. There's that. Mm -hmm. But now when I look at my life. I'm like I can look at it in detail. And I can tell you every. Every beautiful moment. In in the failures and hardships that I've had. Mm -hmm. You know some some people. They don't understand that. Places where you work. Your part time job. Are the most beautiful memories that you're going to have. When you get older does i feel like that's true just because (laughs) um and and i always go back to this is that times were simpler back then Mm -hmm. 
you know, because later on, when you think back, maybe you'll have had kids, you know, maybe your kids will have had kids, your grandparents, you're much older now, and you just start thinking about how easy life was back then, how there wasn't so much you had to worry about. And so we we don't appreciate the moment, like enough. Yeah. And that's what makes it kind of sad, because when you... Like, maybe right now, and it's like you said, when you think about it right now, thinking about back then, you get kind of maybe sad because you you should have celebrated, enjoyed that moment of success. Exactly. Enjoyed it while it was still there and still fresh. And you're like, you know, I did it. Yeah. You know? But we never do that because I guess maybe once it's achieved, we kind of just move on to something else you know because it's like okay we're done you know finally we're done but we're just never like ah finally we're done like yeah. you know what i mean yeah it, it, i think as we get older the things that were clouded when we were younger start to clear up and it clears up with the right people too the right people have to be there but for the right people to be there, you have to go through things in life to discover these right people. That's true. I've lost a lot of, you know, and I don't want to say I've lost a lot of people because they were great friends to me back then. It's not that they're not friends with me now. It's just we moved on in life. And the directions in which our lives have brought us are just in different directions now. Mm-hmm. But... I've lost a lot of good friends. And but I've also gained a very small good ground of people. Mm-hmm. And these people I cherish with all of my heart. Because where I am in my life they have also attributed to every aspect of this life. Whether it be you, whether it be your sister, whether it be you know, my friends, my family. These are people that have attributed to this life that I live right now. Mm-hmm. The successes and the failures of my life. Whether it be, you know, oh, they were a part of my failures. They were a part of the reason why I got up. Or a part of the reason why I fell down. Mm-hmm. They were still a part of this journey. And I'm so grateful because I wouldn't be this guy if I didn't go through that shit. And that's the thing that some people don't understand is that... In the moment, we're so angry. In the moment, we're so sad. In the moment, we are full of emotions. Yeah. But when clarity comes, so much more comes with it. Opportunities. I think opportunities are one of those things that we don't see. You know, it's like Steve Harvey says right at the end of that clip. He, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he says something along the lines of like, you know, God has these things. And we may not see it, but the journey that we are on, God has planned for it to be in that journey. It just might not be where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly like that, where it's like, look, I, where I am now is where I want it to be. But it took me a long fucking time to even get here. And it, and it came with a lot of twists and turns in that road. And many times I've thought and faced the, these demons and like, yo, I'm going to give up. I can't do this shit no more. Mm-hmm. But I've proven to myself over and over, time and time again, that I'm a lot stronger than I thought. I, I, I really thought I was. That, damn, like, I do have preservation. I do have, you know, the, the, this drive to keep going and that no matter what no matter what i've proved to myself that i can Mm -hmm. and i think this is the most beautiful thing about you know what steve harvey says and what people don't understand being just grateful being grateful for your failures and being grateful for your successes regardless of whatever it is I you know I can't remember who I said it to this week, but I was talking and I was saying there is success even in failure. You just don't know it yet. And you know, like what I mean by that is, 
Sometimes when we fail, we think that's it. But the fact that we wake up in the morning and the fact that we eat, we drink, the the fact that we do this shit every day, even after failing. You know, the fact that, not to put it in a, a morbid context, but the fact that we can wake up and breathe is a success. Yeah. Because there are people that don't, that you know what, I'm, I'm not trying to put them down at all, but they've lost the will to fight. Yep. And it ends up down that path. And... You know, it just, it's a success that we can wake up and breathe in itself because we don't want to give up and, and we can still go. Yeah. But there are some people that get too tired of, of, of this, of constantly, you know, trying and trying and trying. But for some reason, there's no, there's no result to their hard work. And, you know, like, I, I'll say this, right, is when I built Statues Collective, you know, I've had people in the company that suffered very heavily from mental health Mm -hmm. and when i sat down with one of them when i sat down with one of them he was saying to me that's it that he was done he was done with everything and i told him you're not and he didn't understand and i said to him the fact that you're here and you're still talking to me means that a percentage of you still wants something. A percentage of you still wants to keep going. So look at that instead of the other, what, other percentage. Because I told him, like, look, there, there's something that you got to understand is that I also suffer from mm, the, this thing called depression. And one thing that I've also learned about my depression is that we talk about wanting to die in moments where it's the hardest moment in our life. Mm-hmm. But the moment we talk about wanting to die, we don't want to die. Mm-hmm. We're just looking to get rid of that pain, that, that anxiety, that, that, that emotion. And we're willing to do anything to get rid of it. Yeah, you know, that, that goes to, um, I, I talked to you about it, how I have an acquaintance who said if she were to die today she would be okay you know and and it goes to what you said is that we talk about it in the moment and and it's sorry it's not to put light on the situation because it's very sad when you know people think about dying you know but when we talk about it it then in that moment we realize how much we didn't get to do and you know especially with her when i talked about it because she grouped me in that category too i said no if i were to die today i would be very sad because i didn't get to go and do what i wanted to do i didn't get to achieve what i wanted to achieve even if right now for me like i might not know where where i want to go or what direction i want to be in but i still know what my end goal is yeah so it's like if i were to die today and if i were to talk about death yeah you know like it's just and it's like you said to just get that feeling out because sometimes you need to at least talk about it but once that's done i'll feel so sad for still thinking about it because damn i still have so much i want to do and so much i want to achieve so much to see so and and this brings up something that and this brings up the clip that i was going to use for today's episode yeah and and, you know i'll put it up let me tell you what my son said to me the other day okay he said how does it feel to be in your 60s? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, how does it feel? He's 10. He's 10 years old. I said, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've achieved a lot. I feel like, he said, no, I don't mean that. And he was trying to say, cut the bullshit. How do you view life? You know what, Ben? I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm in the last chapter of my life. I can't believe it. I'm like eternally 21. He said, okay. Do you remember 30 years ago? This is what he said to me. I said, yes. He said, does 30 years ago seem like a long time? I said, yeah. He said, don't you think you have 30 more years in your life to live? I said, yeah, I do. I think I have at least 30 years. He said, what's wrong with that? It changed my viewpoint. I think what you had to talk about there is something that really relates to what that clip was about. I can remember shit. I can remember things that I did in high school. 
I can remember everything that I went through in high school and in college and after, off, after all that. And that was only, what, 10, 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. That's not even that long. So when I think about, you know, when these moments of I'm content with my life if I were to die. Yeah, it's exactly like you said. I'm not, though. I'm, I'm really not. It's not. I'm not done yet. There is so much more for me to do. 10 to 15 years ago was still fresh in my head. So what is 10 to 15 years from now going to be? Yeah. No, I think that's why, you know, when I had that, when she brought up the conversation, I was like, you're so young. Like, because she's my age, you know. I'm like, you're so young. Like, yeah, maybe you feel like your life is good where it is. But when you go and you meet death's door, and I'm talking about actually meet death's door, okay, you're going to regret saying this, and you're going to think back, and you're going to realize, shit, I didn't do what I wanted to do, or I didn't accomplish all the things that that I wanted to do. And, And it makes me so sad because I'm like, life isn't done you know maybe it seems like you know this is just the end of the road here you you're you're good you got to do what you want to do you you know hung out but there's so much more to life than than what you've experienced you know and i say this too is that living in the small bubble that i had before i didn't realize how much was outside of that bubble and you know, when I took my first trip, my first solo trip by myself um, back in 2019, I went to London. Um, I call this a solo trip, but I went with my aunt. But um, when I went by myself for the first time, I got to see what life was like, like outside of my province, you know, outside yeah. of where we lived. And I said, shit, like things, you know, people might not think it's different, but but it's so different because it's like I'm seeing seeing a new place i'm seeing new people and i'm in a different environment and so that in itself it exposes me to so many different things and i'm like i have so much more to see and do yeah and this is something that i think i really value too right is take a solo trip and and i mean when i mean solo trip i mean a trip where you get to be by yourself with no other influence yeah because I take solo trips, and I'm not out of the country, but I take a lot of solo trips where I just drive, and I just drive and drive and drive until I feel like I need to stop. Mm. And these solo trips open your eyes to so much. When you drive in a city and you look at people and you're like, damn, the way this city operates, it's not like mine. It's not like where we come from. Because mm-hmm. for me, you know, I, can't, I come from Kitchener, but I moved to Mississauga. And so moving from a small town to a big, big city was like, fuck, this is really big. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, working out, working in Toronto, too, was like, now this compared to Mississauga is big. Yeah. And it's it's these things that you need to take this solo trip without any influence of other people. Mm -hmm. Don't go with people. Don't don't even stay with people. Just be by yourself. Yeah. You know, like, solo trips doesn't have to be big. Like, like, for example, just like mine, it doesn't have to be that big, you know. But I decided to just go because I really have wanted to go to, you know, people say it's so basic. But I'm like, I really wanted to go and I wanted to see what was outside of, of Canada, you know. So I took the trip and I enjoyed it so much. And I, I... Like, I learned so much about myself, and I got to see a different kind of, um, like, a social culture. Yeah. Like, where they were in London. And so, I, I, I tell everybody, go on a solo trip. Go by yourself. You, you realize how you are as a person, you know, because you're really by yourself, and you have to depend on yourself to, you know get things done yeah, or to navigate through exactly even, you know and, and i agree i agree just because i just because i've never left like i've taken solo trips out of the country by myself i've gone to california and i went to minnesota to go visit family but even then when i was with family these were social dynamics that i was not used to i come from kitchener 
and Kitchener was a small town. And I grew up with blacks and Muslims and, and, and whites. And growing up like that, it was normal to me. Mm-hmm. But when, it, when I went to Mississauga, it was different. It was like, you got your whites, and your whites were the people that had money. And then you had your Asians, and these Asians had money. And then these Asians over here, they don't got money. And it was like, oh, shit, like things are actually divided where it was like you could tell these group of kids, they got money. They mm-hmm. come from money. These group of kids, you don't you just don't talk to them, you know? Yeah. The class division is very is very obvious. Yeah. And then I went down to the States and that blew my mind because you had Asians walking around saying the N word. You had blacks walking around calling Asians chinks. You, But it was cool. It was cool because... That's the community that they were raised in. No, no, <laughs> no, no shame to living in Mississauga. It's just the Mississauga is the environment is completely different. Just it, it's a wealthy city, you know. It is to live there, you're gonna have some kind of wealth. That, but it's also like people are too pressed. Yeah, they're 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 too. But I don't even want to say pressed because that's just your social dynamic of the city, right? That that's like going to a white neighborhood and then a black man comes out and them calling him the n-word it's like i get it you've never seen a black man you know like that that shit happens it's not acceptable now that the internet is here and has opened our communities to the world it's yeah. not acceptable but, back but then, these communities like- these communities they grew up this way mm-hmm. like you like in kitchener you come to brybeck you go to paulander you go to moorgate yet everyone knows these communities because these communities is it's what was spoken about here in kitchener is always on the news shooting on paul landers shooting on bribeck shooting on moorgate <laughs> you know like this is our this is our turf like this is what i grew up with yeah like it's just normal like i grew around the black kids here it wasn't it's like this, right? And this is why I say I think people become ungrateful because I'm so grateful to have grown up in these kind of communities. Because when I went to Mississauga, it was like, yo, a white kid bullying an Asian kid or a black kid bullying this kid. In Kitchener, it was the fucking Indian kid bullying me, the Asian kid bullying me. And you just fuck them up. Who the fuck gives a shit? Like... <laughs> My female cousin is the one that fucking fucked them up for, th- for them fucking me up. So it's like over here, this is how we grew up where it was like, yo, Asians will fuck Asians up. It didn't matter. Yeah. Immigrants will fuck immigrants up. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, like I said to you is like we grew up as Serbians here. Yeah. And Serbians were the kind of people that you don't fuck with here. I've never met a Serbian in my life. Exactly. It's not that I didn't know of them, but I've never have met one. I've never have seen one or interacted with one. Just because in in Mississauga, we have a lot of Asians, white people, Indian people, Mm -hmm. and a lot of Italian people. Like just the area that I grew up in and the people that I've interacted with, those were the people, those were the kind of people that I was like i guess exposed and interacted with mostly that's it so i've never heard of serbians in my life (laughs) yeah and look like because i grew up here like that it helped me understand a lot about it under it helped me understand a lot about social dynamic Mm -hmm. because when i started working out in toronto and in mississauga my social dynamics changed a lot yeah it was like when i was in toronto yo, i fucked only with the asians though like I worked directly with the Asian communities. Mm-hmm. And then in Mississauga, that's where my community started branching out to working with uh, Indians, uh, whites, blacks, you know, like this was where it was like what I thought would have been socially acceptable. I had to learn what wasn't socially acceptable in other social Cities. social settings. We learn. And this is where 
this is where being grateful comes into play is be grateful about where you come from, but also be grateful that where you end up teaches you about the world. And that's how I was taught about the world, right? It was not through my parents. It was not through this and that. It was, okay, this is not socially acceptable here. And I got to learn, okay, this is what you do. This is how you do things. This is, you know, this is this, this is that. And you got to navigate through life like that. And, you know, like some people, some people are not willing to. Yeah. Okay. And it becomes, and that's when I say now you just, stupidly ignorant because if people you know like if people from my communities can and you know like when i went down to cali and people like them they can change with their social dynamics then at that point bro you're just stupid you're just stupidly ignorant Mm -hmm. at that point you're you're not you're not being grateful anymore you're not being grateful and you're not gonna learn Sometimes you got to learn from from your grateful and humble beginnings. I grew up in a in a poor neighborhood. I grew up with these kind of communities. But moving to a bigger city and and involving myself with certain communities, you learn about shit. Mm-hmm. And you learn about what's socially acceptable, what's not, you know, and I think that's what life is about. It's about being grateful and and learning from your failures and your successes in life and failures and successes is not monetary failures and successes is something that we go through every day your failures and successes of do you want to continue to you know like for example like i come from you know kitchener where you know moorgate was known for this kind of shit and so for me, successfully, yeah, I made it. I was able to live in Mississauga. I was able to make it out of Jane and Finch. These are successes. But can you learn from your failures as well? How you got there, where you went, how you did certain things that made you lose certain things. You know, this is what I mean by not being ignorant to new things yeah there's not a lot of um appreciation for for what's out there and and what you can experience and what you go through when you experience that as well too yeah exactly you know and we were talking about this one yesterday too was like my humble beginnings working in the working in the uh korean industry in toronto it it, it it's allowed for me to see the reality mm-hmm. that I exist in now of when we were kids, we saw singers and all this as impossible. I would never be able to do that. I would never be able to work with people like that. But, in, but now here we are old enough where we look at our life and we're like, now I'm seeing left and right. Yo, my acquaintances are doing this. And, you know, like I just um, I was on Facebook last night an acquaintance of mine um, posted about a Netflix series that's coming out. She was like, oh, uh, she had the great opportunity of working on it. And I was sitting there I'm like, wow. Wow. That's how that's how crazy it is now. That now if you want to do something, that's how easy it is to do it. But can you do it? Can you push yourself to a point where it becomes possible? The impossible becomes possible. Yeah, I know. And, you know, yesterday when we were talking about, you know, um, the entertainment industry, singers and, and, and all that. And it's like I told you yesterday is that really the deciding factor is if you can, if you have the will and the drive to do it, because even if you have the talent and you want to do it without that will and that drive and that perseverance to really do it, you're not going to be able to do it because that's what motivates you and keeps on going without you feeling the, 
the fail the failure of not being able to get it done mm-hmm. that that that's really important and and I feel like it is because without it and it's like I said you just kind of just sit on it you you don't really do it and that's why it's really 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 important yeah and and I think this is what people need to understand right is in life you don't know what's going to happen because mm-hmm. this acquaintance of mine used to be a nail uh, technician. Ooh. So you go from being a nail technician to working on a Netflix series. Bro, that's incredible. You know, people like Valerie where you work in science and then you transition into, you know, toy making. That's incredible to me. These things are so incredible to, incredible to me because we think these things are so impossible. Mm-hmm. That's how... That's how possible it is that when things become impossible and then move into the realm of possibilities. This, there is a singer out there. Her name is Alexandra Porat. Go listen to her. Amazing. She has a song coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> listen to it. Um, but Alexandra Porat, I saw her in, I think, either 2014 20 somewhere between 2014 2015 at a korean fest uh, at a korean event in toronto and i saw her for the first time on stage it's the first time i've ever met her that was the first time where i looked at my career and i thought this is what i want to work with these are the people that i want to work with and you know like it's people like her that the moment they sing, you feel something. I felt this thing. I felt this this shiver up my spine. Like, this girl is incredible. Someone like you has a voice like that at such a young age. Bro, you are incredible. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be a superstar. And that was in 2014, and now look at it, 2021, and here she is, balling out on 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 these songs, bro. Like song after song after song, and holy shit, yo, fucking incredible. That's what I'm saying. Fucking incredible music, incredible. She has this charisma to her that, like, mm-hmm. the moment she grabs a mic and the moment you hear her sing, you are stunted by how beautiful her voice is. Not only that, she is a, such a beautiful, beautiful woman. And her personality, I've met her like one or two times. And amazing. The nicest girl that you're going to meet. And just saying, you know, like in 2014 when I heard her, I was stunned by how beautiful her voice was. And I, even, I, I remember and I was saying to you yesterday, she was wearing this black dress. I still have the clip, too. I'll put up the clip. I'll, I'll find it, and I'll put up the clip here. But she was wearing a black dress. And she was singing off-key, but she was singing off-key because the sound system sucked. But that's how incredible she was, that even when she was off-key, I, I knew something. I knew she had something. Star qualities that... I wasn't going to hear again. And that's what I mean. It's like, I'm so grateful for the small things in my life. Mm-hmm. My encounter with Alexandra Porat made me look at my career and say, that's who I want to work with. And since then, I chased that. That feeling of, I need to feel that again. I need to feel that shiver up my spine. I need to feel that burning sensation of, yo, fuck, I want to work with that. I want to work with someone that makes me want to work a hundred times harder with. And since then, you know, it's led me up to this very moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. It's like, yo, I'm fucking grateful. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that I've done in my life. I can name every person that I was grateful for. I can name every person that I had worked with and made a huge impact in my life. Because 
that's how grateful I am. And yo, some people, you know, they might not believe me. Some people, they might think like, yo, this kid's bullshit. But let me tell you, like, when people make an impact in your life in a field that you love working in, and, and this is what you want to do for the rest of your life, let me tell you, you will never forget them. I I think throughout my career and meeting these people in my life and having them shape the way I do certain things. I'm so grateful because it's led me down a journey that I would have never in a billion years thought I'd be on. You know, it after college, I think I was one of the luckiest people. The luckiest people. Because being born in a family where I didn't get opportunities. My parents also understood that when opportunities come, you got to chase it. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. And I did. Free too. For many years. I worked with... Look, I worked with BNS. And at BNS, the people that made a huge impact in my life... My boss, Brandon, James, CX25, Callie, Valerie, Brian, Amy. These are people that impacted my life in ways that they, I guarantee they didn't even know. Because it was the small things that allowed for me to see certain things and be like, I like that. I want to chase for that. And then along the way, you know, you meet certain people. I met, I met uh, Robert. I met Dave. And these guys were the guys that did uh, Superwave Korea back in 2012. That allowed, and they, they gave me the opportunity to start my videography career. Mm -hmm. Doing live performances. It was the first time where I met a local celebrity, man. I was like, holy shit. A kid from Kitchener, Waterloo. Like, yo, you're never going to get this opportunity. I fucking met uh, a beatboxer, Korean FX. I met J-Rise. I met, like, and this is what I'm saying. Like, a kid from a small town. And now you, you, you up there in Toronto doing this shit. Like, it's incredible to me how fucking amusing it is now to me. It's incredible how amusing it is that I can look back and I fucking smile all the time. <laughs> these are things that I still have on a hard drive that I go through once once in a while and like I smile you reminisce so hard oh, I reminisce so fucking hard and it's not because I live in the past but because my past has such a beautiful impact on my life mm -hmm. and you gotta get to that point where your past becomes beautiful to you your past does not haunt you Yo, my past is so fucking beautiful. You you guys don't understand how beautiful that shit is. I I remember working in these industries and working for these like these events. You like I remember the Korean Harvest Festival and the first time I ever went. And that was the first time where I said to myself, this is a company that I I want to be with with the rest of my fucking life. That this model of a uh, family, this model of how they run that fucking company, I want that shit to be in my life for the rest of my life. And since then, I've run this company the way, the way I thought that company would be, and it has never disappointed me in my life. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying: is like, can you be grateful for the small things? These are small things in my life, bro. These are small things that happened very quickly in my life where it was like in a span of one, two years, in a span of a couple months, in a span of one day. I still remember it. Fucking Superwave, I was only the hired videographer to do certain things here and there. But I met people and these people have impacted my life. And since then, man, like it's been... And I think this is this is when I can look at my life and say to myself, yo, no matter what the hardships you went through, bro, look at all the good things that happened. 
the good things that happen in your life built you up to be ready for these moments where you're going to fall. That's why you're not broken. Because where you fell, you thought was the bottom, but you built such a strong structure that where you fell, man, you could still climb up. You could still make it. You could still do it. And now look at it. You know, as of late, you know, I've been so much happier with my life. I've been so much more joyful. You know, like, I look forward to my busy days. And that's what's incredible. But you got to be happy with what you're doing, man. Like, you can't go and chase something else. If you chase money, you chase fame, you chase the glory, you'll never get anywhere. Mm-hmm. What you got to chase is every aspect of who you are. And that's what I chase every day. Trying to find, figure out who the hell I am. This identity crisis will never go away. This identity crisis stays with you for the rest of your life and continues through the rest of your life. You have an identity crisis now, but in your, I guarantee in your, er, you'll have multiple. You'll have one right after, in grade 11, where now you're, now you're told, you got one choice in life, now go figure out what you want to do with your life. And then in grade 12, when you graduate, you got another identity crisis of, is this really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Then you got another one in university college where it's like. It usually I, hits after like yeah. first or second year. Some people, some people drop out like after third year because they're like, is this really what I want to do? Is this really something that my heart is like excited for? Because I'm not, most of the time it's not. They're just like, I just did it because I, and, you know, they don't discredit like why they got there because sometimes they they wanted to do that you know in grade 11 12 they're like i really want to do this but when you're at an older age and sometimes you reflect how maybe like how unhappy you are now Mm -hmm. you like everything changes and yeah look you got to be grateful be grateful when times like that happen be Mm -hmm. grateful that you made it because now that you've made it focus on things that matter now When you run into an identity crisis, man, and this is going to happen once again throughout your entire career, throughout your entire life, when you have kids, when you have your second kid, your third kid, fourth kid, every time you have a kid, bro. Mm -hmm. You start questioning if this is who you are because, and you know what, my mom has this too, Mm -hmm. where like, you know, your kids are grown up and they start leaving the house one by one. You start questioning who you are because you've been like a mom like or a dad for so long that you don't know who you are sometimes because you've been that person for so long you you haven't been able to go and explore yourself in you know a very long time i always go back to like a very long time because who knows when your kids will leave but you've adapted that role to be a parent and once your parenting is done you have the time to sit down and you know you breathe and you're like what do i even like Mm -hmm. like do i even like to do this anymore do i like to read do i like to cook do i like to go hiking or taking walks who am i yeah so regardless and it goes back to what you said regardless of what age you are at you're always going to have an identity crisis because life is constantly changing your circumstances change the environment changes yep everything your your whole entire life every aspect of it is constantly changing all the time so you're going to question it and it's okay to question it Mm -hmm. and you know i'm gonna say this over and over and over again it's okay to fail it's okay to it's okay to question shit it's not okay to stay where you are Mm -hmm. so remember that never stay comfortable Being uncomfortable is going to allow for you to figure new things out about yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, this this happens every day of your life. So remember that. I wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners again. I'm so grateful for all of the listeners and everything that you guys do for us. If you guys can, you know what? 
now I, I can finally say this is share our YouTube videos, subscribe to our <laughs> YouTube channel. Now that we have YouTube content, give us a like. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so appreciated. Mm-hmm. We hope that these conversations and these topics that we bring out are stuff that you guys enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. Stuff that hopefully helps you guys and gives you guys perspective on maybe certain things in your life that you didn't have perspective on before. Mm-hmm. Just as much as this podcast helps you, it helps us. Yep. So we wanted to once again just say thank you. Follow us on Instagram at the Statues Podcast. Follow our Facebook group. All of the links will be down in the description of our audio platforms and our YouTube platform. Yes. So go ahead and find it there. If you go on YouTube, just you know, comment down, you know, what you want to hear from us, what you like about, you know, this episode. So we know, you know, we mm-hmm. kind of just we hear, but sometimes it's 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 nice to hear directly from you guys too, what you guys like because we kind of just do this on a whim. <laughs> yep. So thank you guys once again. This is your host and your co-host signing off. Bye-bye.